Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. As always, we want to take a moment to remind you why you are here listening to us today. If you're investing your valuable time into our podcast, it's because you understand the truth behind Albert Einstein's words. Problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. So if you want to find financial freedom, make more money, quit your current 9 to 5 job, or if you want to increase your bottom line, be a better investor, or be a better business owner, then you must follow the number one rule in business, which is to be... Of service to others. Oops, I added the B there for you. It's all good. It's all good. Business bros would love to help you maximize your profits by helping you find ways to be of service to more people alongside our fellow entrepreneurs and the Money Coaching Club, a.k.a. E equals MC squared. So please visit our website, www.seasfirst.com. That's S-I-A-S-F-I-R-S-T.com. And as you listen today, remind yourself of these three questions regarding today's topic. Why did you get into business in the first place? What if you found a way to implement what we're talking about today? And how can I take my business to the next level? By scheduling your free coaching call today. Before we jump into our next topic, though, I just want to say one one of the things that I've taken from this podcast and really, really implemented in my life is that is that mantra of being of service to others. And one thing that I love about our coaching, we talk about it at the beginning of every podcast. We throw it in there in the middle of every podcast. We always mention it at the end of every podcast. But the coaching is our way of being a service to others. We have done so much in business. We've been through a lot of ups and downs in marketplaces. We've learned a lot. We've taken all of these different ideas and ideologies from the Harris coaching schools uh, and from the businesses that we've built and we're trying to help other people reach their next level of success as well so when we're talking about these things it's because we're trying to be of service to you we're doing the number one thing in business right number one thing in business being of service to others all right with that said hopefully by uh, you being part of our coaching program and having some of that accountability and having these conversations, focusing your efforts on being of service to more people, we're going to help you do what today's topic is about, which is how to get rich and stay rich. How to get rich and stay rich. Now, this is a great topic. This is one of our favorites. Yeah, it definitely is one of our favorites. All right. So understand that it's not about the commission check, right? It's not about how much you make. It's about what you do with each check that matters. So as long as you're working uh, for money, like as long as you're exchanging time for money, you're always at risk of losing it when markets change. You can always lose your job. You can always, uh, your your company can go out of business as, aside from you getting injured and not being able to, able to perform your job. Something can always get in the way. And as long as you're exchanging your time for money, you're at risk of losing it when a market changes. So you need to invest and save wisely. And you need to pick business strategies that help your money work for you so that your riches can grow into true life-changing wealth. One of these days we're going to do separate podcasts on what some of those business strategies are we've talked about you know investing in real estate we've had a podcast on how to find rentals and you know some of the problems that we run into as real estate owners as landlords we've talked about how to invest in the stock market we've talked about how to invest in options i mean we didn't dig way too deep into it there is a whole separate show 
called Tasty Trade that can help you with all of that. There are so many books out there about investing in real estate, and you know we're going to touch on these things. We're going to talk more and more about it, but these are the ways that you make your money work for you so that your riches, again, can grow into true life-changing wealth. All right, but before we can even do any of that, right, before we can even start thinking about making investments, you have to get something straight. And number one is you need to know your own personal finances inside and out, right? You need to come to terms with the actual numbers. Stop guessing, thinking about it's somewhere around. Know exactly where you're at. I always wonder how many of our listeners maintain an income statement and a balance sheet. (laughs) I'm going to go with less than 50%. Less than fifty percent. Uh huh. I would love to. I would love to know. Uh, maybe we'll throw that poll up on Twitter or yeah, something. I don't know. That. We'll figure something yeah, out. Find us at Business Pros Pod. By the way, Business Bros Pod. Um, but you know, this is one of those things that I really do wonder about. If you don't know your in finances inside and out, if you don't have an income statement and a balance sheet, you know exactly where you stand month to month on your cash flow. You know exactly where you stand assets and liabilities. Then you don't know what your magic number is going to be. And that, to us, is foundational. That's like how you start. Yeah, you can't go anywhere without having a starting point. You know, and and, and I kind of wonder, on a personal level, I think very few people have it. On a business level, I think the number would be higher. I would hope the number would be higher, right? If you have a small business, you should know what your profit margins are. You should know what things are making you money and what sure. things are not making you money. So you should have some, some sense of your finances as far as business. And on a personal level, even more important, I mean, what the hell are you working for if not for... for a point in the future where you don't have to work. Right. So you need to know what these numbers are for. Definitely, definitely. And when it comes to those numbers, we would love to have an opportunity to sit down with you and figure out which of your products or which of your business ventures, I guess, are the most productive, are the most profitable, so that we can concentrate your efforts on those rather than the ones that don't make you money. It goes down to that 80-20 rule, right? Mm. 20% of your income comes from 80% of... Wait, how does it go? Uh, 20% of your time is spent on... Dang it. 80% of your time is spent on the people that bring you 20% of your income. That's what I wanted to get to. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Something about the 80-20. 80-20, huh? All right. It's just a matter of figuring out how to say it. It's but, all right. It went know, over my head anyways. Yeah, third time's a charm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, next thing. So once you know what your finances are, the next thing you got to move into is you got to become debt-free. You should have zero. I'm talking nothing. Absolute zero consumer debt. You should have zero IRS debt. The only thing you should have is a mortgage, and even then you should be working on paying that one off. And maybe a car lease or two, but if you're really handling your money well, you know, maybe, you know, pay cash for these cars. I don't know. You know, that's a questionable one. Car leases leases are great. Uh, (laughs) Car leases are great for business owners. For sure. You know, because if you can pass that off to your business and have your business pay for it, and then you get to trade in your car every year, that's not so bad. Or every three years, whatever it is. You know, that's not that's not terrible. Your mortgage, what is a mortgage, right? It is a debt until death. Or, yeah, it's, right? a, it's a long-term debt it's obligation. It's a long-term debt obligation. We don't necessarily expect people to have that paid off. However, if you've done your due diligence, if you've followed your financial disciplines, you will have enough money to pay that mortgage off faster 
than the 30 years that you're expected to and then bada bing bada boom you get a raise i mean it's it's think about the financial situation that you're in today the biggest chunk of your bills on a month-to-month basis are usually your rent or your mortgage so if you're able to eliminate that debt then that's less money that you need on a month-to-month to survive which means you're more likely to uh not need revenues from a 40 hour a week job if you're putting that money away right if you're if you're setting yourself up for retirement so getting rid of the mortgage even though you know in this case we're saying it's okay to have a mortgage but if you're finding a way to get rid of it it's just a a quicker way to reaching your financial goals correct all right so know your finances become debt-free the next thing you need to do is build up a reserve, right? You need to have money put away for a rainy day. You need to have money put away for a recession or maybe an unintended uh, financial stress like a car accident or a medical bill, something you didn't intend on happening. Mm-hmm. You need to build this cash reserve. This re- These reserves are, it's really a weight lifted off your shoulder when you have money sitting in an account that just in case something happens, you know it's there. How much do you think people should have? At least three months. At least three months. At least three months reserves. I would like to say a year because I, I think most uh, I think when when I start looking at planning for things, I plan based on an annual budget anyways. Mm-hmm. So if I'm looking at a year's worth of budgeting, I'm, I'm already ahead one year. And that, that would be kind of cool to f- that that feeling to have. But for most people, since I know getting a year's worth of revenue put away is tough, mm-hmm. three months reserves will will you be surprised? Even one month reserve will make you feel so much better. Sure. But you know, three months is more is more realistic to have. Sure, sure. And so when you say uh, three months reserves, are you talking just expenses like set expenses? Or are you talking your your total budget, you know, including groceries, gas, going I mean, out. I'm talking about your total budget, right? So if your you, total if budget. you were, if you were not able to go to work for three months, if you had no revenue coming in for three months, what would you live off of? That's where the reserve needs to be. That's where the right reserve. three months of you having zero coming in the door. Good, good, all right. And with that money, you're able to build your wealth, right? That's right. So not only are you putting money away for a rainy day, you're starting to put money away to for it to grow, right? So that you know, mama dollar and and daddy dollar can go and make baby dollars. I always love attention. I always love that part in uh, in. It's a wonderful life. Yeah. This is the mama dollar. This is the papa dollar. You, you two need to make babies. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and and that comes with keeping your wealth and making it grow, right? That's the next couple of things. And ultimately, if you continue on that path, that's where you're going to be uh, beginning to get rich, right? That's where getting rich comes from. And it requires that you focus on daily growth, daily accumulation of wealth, knowledge, and expertise with no complacency. That's the hard part right there because how many times do we just want to take a break man like haven't i worked hard enough haven't i put in my eight or ten hours today and you know haven't i put my eight to ten hours every day this week and now it's friday and i just you know you know what i just i just need a day off i yeah i know i everybody has that feeling right and and the problem is that day off becomes a trip to Disneyland or taking the kids out to a fancy restaurant or taking the wife out to a fancy date. And, you know, I'm not saying those things are wrong or those things are bad, but the complacency part, the, the, 
the habit those things are fun right and fun is super addicting oh, and yeah. we can easily get carried away in those things and blow through any of that money that could have been growing for us it's easy to have fun right it's easy to have fun i'm not saying don't have fun what i am saying is budget your fun budget your fun right have fun balling on a budget there you go <clears throat> all right so in order to do things and do this we have about what 11 different steps here that we're going to be talking about yeah, how to get rich and stay sure. rich so these were the intros, right? That was just the intro, the things that you need to do on a regular basis. Oh, what? Basis. That wasn't the whole podcast? Oh, no. man, we're done. Let's oh, cut I, it off. I thought you were about to say peace and I'm out. And not yet. Like, not yet. All right. So number one, right? <laughs> rich relationships. What the heck does that mean? You have to have rich relationships. Well, actually, it's one of my favorite parts about our partnership. You know, we haven't talked about this. I know that this was in our podcast notes at one point, but there was an eight-year period where I was in the Navy. Mm -hmm. And you were still here in San Diego and you were doing that work. You were developing these rich relationships. And it's through these relationships that we're able to find the success that we have today. That's I mean, that's true. I mean, forging uh, relationships with other successful. To you. Thanks, thanks. Don't want to, you know both yeah. my own ego here. Yeah. Oh, you're, whoa, ego. whoa, whoa! Look at those headphones expanding. Yeah, <laughs> heads getting, getting bigger, old, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what we what I was doing during those eight years was was forging relationships with other successful minded people, right? Because it's critical to your success. I don't know everything. I wish I knew everything. I strive to know everything, but I don't know everything. So I need to surround myself with people who do know things that I don't know. Things, right. you know, experts in, in fields and learn from them. I don't need to be an expert in every single field. I just need to be, uh, you know, well versed in that field so that mm -hmm. I can help my clients. We always say if you're the smartest person on your team, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, it's not going to be a very good team. It's not going to be a very good team. So it's really important that everybody who wants to become rich forges those relationships and finds those people who are of the same mind. What do you, what's that other thing that we say is, Tell me who your five closest friends are. Figure out what their incomes are and average it out. Average it out. And that's probably what it's yours probably where is going to be. Right. So. So who do you spend the most time with? And just like when I was when I was trying to build these relationships and I was trying to find, you know, people who were experts in these fields so that I can learn more from them. They were in turn doing the same thing with me. Right. These people are going to open and close doors for you. They're going to open a door or an opportunity that wouldn't otherwise be there without that relationship existing mm -hmm. you might not know what those doors are yet you're still building these relationships you're still getting to know these people but when an opportunity presents itself you'll be the one that's involved because you're you're forging these relationships so oftentimes they're the these people are also not in your chosen field maybe you're an accountant and you're reaching out to a real estate agent or you're reaching out to a contractor or you're reaching out to some of these other people who are not in your particular industry, right? But these people have an expertise and have something that made them successful in their field. And you never know when you're going to need to call on them or send them a referral of some sorts, right? And we, we don't even have to stick to relationships or building or, or learning from people who are alive, right? Mm -hmm. We can take history and study the people who are successful throughout history we can read biographies or history books or study people who are successful or rich or you know leaders in their times and we can learn from those types of people to better our ability to lead to better our ability to help others for sure for sure one of the most influential books to me was dale carnegie's uh how to win friends and influence people and 
all he did was talk to basically historical figures. To us, they're historical. When he wrote the book, they were they alive, were alive, and they were present <laughs> time. But to us, it's all historical, and you you get those ideas from those people who were alive at those times, and you know those principles. They're timeless, and they carry on even through till today. Right, right. And you know some of the things that they do that you should be doing too is is setting big goals. Right, a common connection among successful and wealthy people is their ability not just to dream big, but to set goals and action plans by which to achieve them. Remember that a goal is a dream with a specific action plan. If you have no plan of action, if you're not going to take a step forward, a goal is meaningless. And we talked about this when we were, when we talk about you know New Year's resolutions, right? Mm-hmm. People make New Year's resolutions all the time, but they don't have an action plan behind that resolution, and thus it's just a dream. There is no actionable, there's no plan, there's nothing sending you in the direction to achieve your goal. So it's, Absolutely, absolutely. It's just and a dream. One of the things that we have done with some of our agents uh, during our coaching calls is help them set up time blocks because this is part of your plan of action. It's part of what are you going to do to get to your goal? How are you going to generate leads? By setting those time blocks aside for those money-making activities of lead generation, follow-up, presentation, negotiation, and closing, by setting those time blocks aside, we're making sure that they actually have a legitimate plan to reach their goals. They have numbers. They have a, they have a way of actually measuring their success based on how many calls they're making, how many appointments they're setting, and how many deals they're closing every month. Right, and and knowing that magic number, right, understanding where their starting point is and how many deals they need to close so that they can meet or exceed their goal, right? There's an actual target. There's a starting point, there's an action plan, and there's a goal that's measurable and attainable. Set big goals for yourself. Understand that you you have the ability to control whether or not you're making a lot of money or whether you're making a little bit of money. It's where you're putting your time in. You're telling a story. There's a beginning, there's a middle, and there's an end. That goal, that dream, that's the end. But you have to have a beginning point and you have to have that middle to tell that story and get there. Now, the middle is where this... Uh, this point number three sits in, right? Because the middle is where people tend to fall off. That's the grind, right? It is. And point number three is maintain your energy, enthusiasm, and optimism. I hope people can hear it in our voices. I hope people can hear our energy and enthusiasm (coughs) because that's really what we need to be putting across to people. And that's where, that's what people need to feel when, when we're coaching them is they need to understand that we're pushing them to have the same energy and enthusiasm and optimism as we do because we because we know that that's what they want right nothing brings us greater joy than having our clients meet or exceed their goals i mean sure the gratitude that's in their eyes and the thankfulness that they have when especially when they get that check you know we cut them a check and we give an award and they're just so happy and they're grateful to other people but it's funny because they're grateful to us for just pushing them they're the ones doing the work yes sir right all we did was show you this is how you how you arrange your day this is how you focus your attention this is what you should be doing on a day-to-day basis but they're still the ones doing the work they're the ones who have to maintain that energy they're the ones who have to maintain that enthusiasm and that optimism to keep going on to the next level otherwise you know it doesn't matter how energetic we are no nah, that doesn't matter at all it's not going to make it anything happen to them I as, can be- until they do it 
absolutely, I can be all gung-ho like I am right now, but as soon as they get on the phone, if they're like, hi, mm. Mr. or mm. Mrs. Client, um, mm. I think uh, I mm. want to talk to you about mm. uh, possibly... It's just not going to work. Your... It's not going to work. <laughs> I got to go. I got to yeah, go. Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. I don't have time right now. All right? And, and and that's really where it comes down to, right? Maintaining your energy and and keep keep going on that direction. Let's see what do we got here on our show notes. Seventy one percent of millionaires in CNBC study considered themselves uh, positive about life. You know, all right, sure, that's a statistic. But if I'm a millionaire, I think I'm going to be pretty positive about life. Well, it's it, because it's different though, right? It's because you are actually achieving what it is you set out to achieve. It's because you're being of service to more people. Sure. And you're, you're, you know, you're turning on light bulbs in people's heads. You're helping solve their problems. So that's one of the greatest joys. Of course, sure. millionaires are con- consider themselves positive about life. They're making a positive impact in somebody's life. Definitely. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here and, I'm going to say, you know, there are plenty of millionaires who were born into it. And so that's probably the 29% who is not necessarily positive about life, right? right? They're just born into it and they're like, whatever, I'm rich and who cares? It doesn't matter who cares. But I think that the number would be a lot higher. I think that the people who come from very little or come from nothing and become millionaires, I would say that their outlook is probably in the 99 percentile of positivity of life. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, they they have, according to our notes here, they have a strong belief in their vision and surround themselves with similar similarly minded friends, families, and colleagues. And of course, that makes sense because we want to surround ourselves with people who are going to help better our lives, right? That's why we talked about that a little bit earlier about surrounding yourself with uh, rich relationships mm-hmm. because we want to be better. We want to make ourselves stronger. And if we surround ourselves with people who are similar mindsets, we're going to all together be going in that same direction. Absolutely true. I remember <laughs> reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad for the first time, and he talked about how the people in your lives will try and bring you down. The people in your life will often be like, no, you can't do that because it doesn't work that way. You can't be rich because we're not rich and it's not that easy and this and the other. And there's just all these negative Nancys who keep telling you over and over again how you can't do it. Well, they're projecting their limitations onto you. And the way that you talk about it is the crabs in the bucket. One crab starts to get up and starts to get out and the rest pull them down. Yeah. And and again, that's that's their own insecurities, their own beliefs of what they can and can't do. They're, they become what they project out, right? They're telling you not because they're usually not trying to put you down. They're not trying to hurt you. They're mm-hmm. trying to protect you. They're, they think that it's right. not possible. Mm-hmm. They think that it, they can't make it. You can't make it. So don't try. You're going to waste your time. Right? And, that's why and they're, they're doing it in your best interest. They're mm-hmm. trying to let you know, you know, don't do that. It's not going to work. Don't waste your time. You just have to be of the belief on the other sense and understand that it is possible. Mm-hmm. Other people have done it before. These are the people who are doing it. And these are the people that I hang out with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you said it. You don't even need to push on that. The other thing that people do with this maintaining the energy and and enthusiasm is they're persistent about it right they don't give up and that's a really hard thing to do is to continue 
right? It, you, it's first of all, it's, it's having the energy, enthusiasm, and optimism. And the second thing is being persistent about it. Yeah, I mean, putting money away on an on a regular basis is tough to do, especially when life happens. That's why paying yourself first is so important. Not paying yourself at the end. Right. If you pay yourself at the end when something's left over, there's never going to be anything left over. So you need to make sure that you're paying yourself first. You need to be persistent. You need to not give up even when things go wrong. Don't pull from that from that money. That's your money. Mm-hmm. That's something you've worked for. That's something for your future. Right. You need to have that stick to itiveness. Right. Uh, it's kind of a made up word, but right. It, it basically means you need to stay on that daily grind and and it will pay off over time. It doesn't matter if the grind is on the work ethic that you have or is uh, or the grind is on your saving strategy that you have. You need to be persistent and things will go wrong. Life will happen. You might invest in something that loses money. It doesn't mean that you stop investing. It means that you continue to persevere. You do not give up. It's doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And doing it at the highest level does matter. It creates your future. It's the thing that's going to keep you going to the next level. Ouch. Yeah. Real words. True words. It's the truth. It sucks to hear, right? But you will fall. You will stumble. Right? It's just inevitable. So we can get back up again. So So we don't give up and we can get back up again. And that right that leads right into number five, which is patience and perseverance. Did you know that eighty percent of millionaires acquire that level of wealth after age fifty? Well, now in my older age of you know, not that I'm super old or anything, but now at thirty six versus when I was twenty, right? <laughs> versus when I was twenty, I didn't under I didn't quite understand why it took them so long. Right? Why did? Why is it that that it takes you know usually into late forties, early fifties to reach the level of wealth that I've been trying to reach for a while? Mm-hmm. And it comes down to well, first of all, I mean to create real wealth, it takes time, right? It's the power of compound interest. It's going to sure, take yeah. time. Just mathematically speaking, it'll take time. Mm-hmm. And then second is is the experiences that you gain, right? I might have I I could have gotten lucky and had a great business with PC Cruisers at the very beginning, but I didn't know what it took to really build a business. Right. I didn't have our podcast or a Tim and Julie or a Rich Dad Poor Dad at the time. Or I did have Rich Dad Poor Dad at yeah, the time. Yeah, we had read that. Right. <clears throat> but I didn't have the experience and the mm. the knowledge to understand what it means to persevere what it means to put money away first what it means to understand your finances none of that existed for me i didn't know it at the time mm-hmm. and only with time have i acquired much of that experience knowledge and and i can take that and turn it into something more profitable right but even robert <clears throat> kiyosaki had a successful business in his early 20s the what was it the the, the velcro, velcro wallet. wallets right even he had that early success and that business came crashing down to earth he got smacked down he was made humble and it happens to everybody how many bankruptcies has president trump had in building his businesses right it happens to everybody it happens to everybody along the way and we only well, not we only, but yeah, pretty much we only learn from our mistakes, right? Yeah. We mess up, we learn from it, and we learn how not to do it next time. And, 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 it, 
really comes down to when you when you're talking about that having your your businesses crash and things change i mean <clears throat> think about what it what it means to to be rich right we're talking about where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money one of the things we've learned now is take the profits out of your business squeeze the juice out of that business all the profits need to come out because it's not how much you make it's what you do with what you make Nobody has been, you know, I I said this in a previous podcast before, but nobody, no real estate agent has ever made it rich in real estate, right? As a real estate agent, no one makes it rich. I see what you're saying. Yep. It's, they they have made, there have been many real estate agents that have made a lot of money in commissions, Mm -hmm. but they don't become rich in real estate. They have to take those profits. They have to take that money, reinvest it into cash producing assets so that that money is coming in and that money is working for you and you're no longer working for your money but you don't actually make uh you don't actually retire off your business for the most part well let me let me argue with you a little bit on that it goes back to those rich dad poor dad uh principles right where as a real estate agent that is your profession right right and you don't get rich off of your profession if you are a real estate agent who takes their excess cash flow and invests in real estate that real estate that you're investing in becomes your business and you do get rich off of your business because that's what's providing your stable income and creating passive income positive cash flow and helping you retire early so for the most part what we're saying is when we talk about your business we're talking about your investment portfolio that is your business correct those are the things that are putting out cash without you having to work for it right the business in the other sense that we're talking about these are when you're a 1099 when you're a real estate agent you're a 1099 you have a small business but that's your profession and you need to focus your efforts on your business your profession making you the most money it possibly can having the highest profit margin so we can turn around reinvest that money so that we no longer have to work for money money's working for us that's right right all right so that's pretty much the time that we got on this one right here we're right in the bend here on the end of our podcast but we'll finish this topic uh next podcast so we only got through five of the 11 points that we have here on uh how to get rich and stay rich and as always if you need us for anything my email address is hernan at csfirst.com james at csfirst.com and if you want to schedule your free coaching call maybe sit down and go over your numbers and figure out what it is so we can stop guessing right figure out your finances inside and out you can come to terms with where you are in reality versus where you think you might be go to our website www.csfirst.com s-i-a-s-f-i-r-s-t.com click on the free coaching call let me know what you have to uh what well, what questions you might have so that we can be of service to you and uh, hopefully help you get to where you want to go you can also join the conversation on twitter at business bros pod or on facebook at cs first that's all i got for you guys today peace bye-bye and i'm out